You all are the reason why we do this podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave your comments and share your reviews and also share with others. And don't forget to subscribe. Thank you. Clinton Bush Food Science with a Different Flavor is an innovative and informative show that will cover all facets of food science, culinary arts, food processing, food branding, food marketing, and careers. The show will feature food industry experts and various special guests. If you would like to understand food science and the importance of the flavoring experience, please join Clinton Bush Food Science with a Different Flavor show. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to podcast number 11 with Clinton Bush, Food Science with a Different Flavor Show. And today we are going to talk about ingredient companies and the role of labels. And I have right here yours truly, Mr. Bush. Welcome, Mr. Bush. Thank you, Sonia. Yes, today we're going to be discussing ingredient companies. And if you if you can recall the last show, episode 10, Sonia was hitting me with some good questions, and I was trying to keep up with her. And one of the questions was uh, my passion for food science. And I went on to say a gentleman who was a board advisory board member on Cornell Food Science Department and Program walked into our restaurant one day and he wanted to know why wasn't we making our own ice cream versus selling a name brand ice cream. However, Later on, we did make our own ice cream and we sold it in the restaurant as well as in the marketplace through Sam's Club stores. But yes, we're going to be talking about ingredient companies. And what really got my attention is when this gentleman who later became um, our mentor and partner on a project that we collaborated with with our students, uh, he had a ingredient company and he began to tell me how his ingredient company played a major ro- uh, a major role in the foods that the food and beverages that we cons- consume on a daily basis. And I was really intri- intrigued about that because you know when you go in the supermarket you purchase food brands but you never really think about the companies behind the scene the ingredient companies that help make that product so I want to talk about gum uh, companies you remember I was last uh, episode I was talking about salad dressings 
and and how food science played a role in there. And I was talking about with solid dressings, you have certain solid dressings that's made with water, vinegar, and oil. Now, the way the uh, the gum company, ingredient company, plays a major role in there because gum is a emulsifier. E, e, and what that is, it's a thickening and binding agent that bind ingredients together. It keeps it together so that it doesn't break a, apart. So let's talk about how gum plays a major role in beverages because he mentioned that his ingredient companies, his ingredient company put ingredients in soft drinks. And he mentioned some major soft drinks. And what the gum does in a soft drink, on especially some of maybe you, you might have a favorite uh, soft drink, whether it's Coca-Cola or some kind of um, soda or whatever it may be, what the gum does, it binds the flavor and the, uh, the sweetener. The sweetener, you remember uh, uh, Sonya on our first show with Skip. You know, Sonya liked that flavor and experience. That's one of her words in her, in her library, the flavor experience. And so the gum binds the flavor and the sweetener. The sweetener being some sort of uh, sugar and the flavor being the flavor. So with that sugar and that flavor system, the gum brings it together and keeps it together so that your soft drink don't get flat, so to speak. So that's what really intrigued me about food science, the stuff behind the scenes that makes our food edible and looks good to the air. I mean, to the eyes, that's sensory. So if a soda don't look good, you can tell when the soda flat. And if you drink it, you're like, oh, this don't taste good. Because the sweetener and the flavor don't went flat because that gum is not keeping it together. So let's go into labels, Sonia, because you are a label hawk. If it got too much sugar in it or too much salt, you're like, it's off limits. Yeah, so, and it was funny, just recently, one of my favorite um, salad dressings, I didn't realize that has MSG. See that? We back to salad dressing gum. And so, you know, which has been very controversial, um, the monosodium glutamate, so which is a flavor enhancer. And so it's just interesting, you know, basically, um, it's not technically supposed to be harmful, but some people who are very sensitive so, you know, it might cause some issues. And and I just, you know, kind of researched that and what kind of issues that it would cause. And it talked about things like 
chest pain, nausea, weakness, um, heart palpitations. And it was so funny because I was speaking to one of my friends on the phone and she said, you know what? It's funny you brought that up because my mother was, was here and she used a product, a flavor enhancer that has MSG in it and she uses it in everything. And she said, I couldn't figure out why I wasn't feeling well. And she had some of those symptoms, you know, like the nausea, weakness, not really feeling well. And of course, you know, um, after her mom left, she felt fine. But I think also it, it may, and this is just my theory, um, but I think also it may depend on, um, you know, how you eat. Because she's a person that normally eats organic you know, and eats everything fresh and her, where her mom, that's just something common for her. So her mom didn't feel the effects, but since she doesn't, you know, use MSG or don't eat things with MSG in it, it made her sensitive. So that's also interesting in regards to ingredients. Yeah. So I'm glad she put that uh, disclaimer in there that that was her theory (laughs) and not medical theory right because it's generally recognized as safe you know the fda says it's fine you just have to put it on the label see they go to she's good with them labels she really is all right and so and was there anything else that you wanted to share in regards to labels or the role of labels um or anything else in regards to ingredient companies that you wanted to share with us today yeah, we ain't, they ain't getting off the hook, hook, hook that fast. This would be a, a fast show. But uh, do you have anything you want to share on labels? I mean, that's pretty much it. You know, the only other thing that I would uh, like to, to share that I thought about, and that's because I've, you know, just been um, over the years paying more attention to labels so I'm not like really a diehard, but do pay attention to them. But I remember at one point I had a hard time losing weight and I didn't realize or understand why. But, you know, I loved a certain type of cranberry juice. And, you know, and of course, you know, I would get the one that doesn't have any added sugar. But of course, you know, natural sugars are still there. And we know sugar, you know, increases caloric intake. But what I realized is that I was having a hard time because of my caloric intake from juice because I love juice so much, you know, and it wasn't nothing for me to, to, um, you know, drink like maybe 16 to 32 ounces, you know, at a time. And so, and once I realized that, and I was like, oh my goodness, you know, and it did make a difference once I stopped because then I stopped, you know, I got away from the sodas, the soft drinks and the juices and start drinking more water. And it really did make a difference in my weight, but I just didn't realize how many calories I was taking in just from drinking, you know, juices. And, you know, even with sodas, they were saying that if you would stop drinking soda, 
that you can lose literally up to 10 pounds just from not drinking soda. That's good. Now, the reason why I mentioned soda is not because I consumed soda. It was just good to make my a point with the right ingredient companies and the gum. Because I'm more water diet. I get my uh, daily recommended count of water. So I don't have to use an ingredient for the water. It's nothing to bind together. And getting back this, uh, to the labels. She do love juice. And she already told you in previous uh, episodes she liked to uh, eat, but she liked to drink juice too. Yeah, but now I'm doing more infused water. You heard that? She's doing more. See, we had that mama the segment we had on infused, and I was trying to make sure I didn't get confused on infused uh, dessert. So now she's doing infused water. So she's infused. I'm trying to make sure I don't be get confused on the steps and the food process that she's uh, traveling down. I say it that way. She giving me that look. She been in the host chair. This is the second episode in a row that she been in the host chair. And I've been in kind of the special guest uh, chair. And she did tell me I would have to fight her for that chair. So next episode, I think I'm going to have to fight you for that chair. But I'm going to fight you in a nice way. Come with it. I'm ready. (laughs) That's what she said the last show. And you see, I'm still in this chair. I know. Like, I'm in control today, buddy. It's what she told me. Just to remind y'all. But yeah. The ingredients companies are very dear to me and food science. And that's where I learned. Oh, speaking of food science, and we, we, when I was talking about my education in food science, I didn't have to go to Cornell University food science department or Penn State and some of the other uh programs, some of the top programs in the nation, because they all came to Jacksonville to our eatery and our multi-purpose facility next to our eatery to train our students. So actually, Cornell University Food Science Department came to us. And Penn State and a lot of other universities who had top food science programs. And the reason why I mention that is because even up to today, I am I'm very humble and grateful for that experience that professors and grad students and industry leaders actually travel from where they were to Jacksonville, Florida to teach me and my students food science and science as well too. Yes, it was a very meaningful experience during that time. It sure was. And 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 that's part of the foundation that I bring you this show, this podcast. 
It's because of that education. But the education, the work experience, the education, and then all of the great things we was able to do and all of the great relationships we was able to build allow us to bring you Clinton Bush Food Science with a different flavor show. This is episode 11. I'm having a little trouble uh, with with my voice. So please excuse me for that. But I'm having fun. And I hope that you was able to get something out of this episode. And tune in for episode 12. And I must mention that y'all guys are doing a very good job and tuning in because I'm looking at the the analytics and they are off the chart. Y'all doing a great job in tuning in. I just need y'all guys to continue to subscribe, subscribe and always remember, share this uh, podcast with at least five people that you know that can appreciate the content. So thank you for tuning in. We'll see you real soon for episode 12. And then today is August the 1st and we come to you every week. So we're trying to come to you twice a week with fresh topics and food twins and special guests. Thank you, Podcast Nation. We'll see you for 12.